Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Project Review with Q. Just quit laughing, Asha. It's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love doing this show so much because it feels like we're always getting something done, wouldn't you say? I would say. It's so great. We're kicking the, kicking the, kicking the can down the road at least. Um, uh, today, I, I would just wanted to uh, get a couple points out before you start, Asha. Is that okay? No song today? I don't have a song today. <gasps> I, uh, okay, I could have a song, but um, it, um, I'm just really excited to talk about um, performance contracting. I'm really excited. I want to get to that after you're done, but okay. I'm going to do a repeat real quick. I'll do a repeat real quick. Okay. Not real quick. Go for it. Okay. Not for now. <laughs> right now or right then? Right now. Now. Okay. <clears throat> if we close our eyes and maybe realize there's more to life than what we have known. And I can't believe I've lived so long. Living lies I knew were wrong inside. I've just begun to see light. Is there anybody listening? Is there anyone that sees what's going on? Read between the lines the words they're saying. Close your eyes. Forgive me for the redundancy. Just can't get enough of it. I hope that helps start us out. Mm, they always feel fresh and new. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So excited to see what you're going to surprise me with. Um, what's going to happen today? I feel like oh. it's. It feels like something's going to happen. <laughs> You have got me way too excited about what you're going to share, so you have to go first. I'm way too excited. Okay. Um, well, uh, first of all, thank you, everyone, for the performers reviewing them. Uh, they're so fun for me to see everyone's inspiration. Um, and all the sandboxers, thank you so much. Um, they're just so exciting to look at how innovative we all are and now it's it's just a matter of getting organized and aligned with you know what we really want to do and i'm i'm thrilled <clears throat> to be a part of it and uh project Re- project Q is your uh, what you asked for and how do we put this together how do we how do we uh coalesce now and it's it's brilliantly exciting um and I want to sh- I want to speak to a, a couple things in in our in a modern day business models that we can inherit and reinvent. While so using some of the systems here are are valuable because we do have a lot of organizational alignment in in, in industry and businesses. And if we just started getting more, let's say maybe have more respect and appreciation for our fellow man and, and, and not worry about survival as much. And maybe we start, we have an opportunity to team more 
in our um, perception of, of survival. And, I'll, and the tool I want to talk about today uh, in big business, if you will, is performance contracting. And the reason I want to talk about that is it's, uh, it's uh, been performance-based outcome uh, relationships have been stolen from you by big business as a, uh, not as a stereotypical statement, but, you know, not to, to standardize all businesses run this way, but a lot of the de-engineering of uh, the Western world was based on contract contracts. And so uh, abstracts, um, cataracts, contracts, I think they're all invented by a dentist. What do you think, Asha? <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I'm not a, obviously I'm making fun of the word contract and FYI, if you have a sole contract, you're being abducted. Anyway, uh, uh, contracts aren't uh, necessarily bad in business. Um, it's the way we, we position ourselves with uh, the commitments to others, uh, at least in the corporate uh, commitment process. And almost all contracts have something to do with uh, revenue and or revenue. Let me know if it's too windy. Uh, and so the, the performance contract was stolen from your legacy way of doing what we're going to call a business for the ease of communication in the universe. So typically at a higher dimensional, higher frequency, even on this planet, you used to, what you would used to do when you wanted to go create something with a team of people, another township, another village, you'd ask permission, you'd have an idea, you'd say, hey, why don't we, why don't we build a bridge to that island? Say, if I can build the bridge, is that too windy? That's too windy, yeah. Okay. I'll go and close myself in a, in a spaceship real quick here. Hang on. <laughs> okay. The, uh, so when um, you start looking at outcome-based agreements, I'm going to use, I think I'm going to use the, uh, the Irish family as in my example today um, and their project. Um, so what what you would typically do that you you're not um standardizing in this society is you're not um qualifying the need and then delivering the outcome because it's usually based on an ROI uh because most of uh, large proje- large scale pro- projects on the planet are uh, financed from banks or third parties etc I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I'll use people like um, General Electric, Siemens, Johnson Controls. Um, when they go say when, when they go and sell energy conservation measures, these are their words, not mine. They proposition a uh, uh, a business silo. So let's say it's healthcare or industry, industrial or uh, commercial. They'll, they'll focus on a market segment. So let's use hospitals as an example. It's one we can all relate to. Um, these big corporations who are publicly traded, which you may have stock in, <clears throat> they go and proposition your local hospital. They say, if we can reduce the owning and operating costs of your hospital, would you improve XYZ? So I'll, I'll call out. So 
th- these meetings are at a C level, CFO, CIO, CEO level. Say, if I can reduce the operating cost of your gross spend, doesn't matter what the improvement measure is, would you do it? So now the contractor finds improvement measures that reduce the owning and operating cost of this specific facility and or hospital. All right. What the hospital does, it, is, it assesses which um, improvement measure gets the most bang for the buck. So inevitably, a hospital is going to pick new MRI machines because they make the most revenue production. And the banks love to give you money because there's no risk. So the MRI machine will have an ROI of roughly one year, maybe a little bit more depending on the facility. So, so now the operating costs of a hospital go down and um, the revenue produced is shared. It's a shared savings agreement in this example to the contractor and to uh, the bank hospital as well enjoys the revenue for you going through the MR machine and the insurance company associated with it. Now, in that example, there is no outcome based in the contract, is there? It's a question for you, Asha. Yeah, it's certainly missing, isn't it? Right. So no one's trying to help anybody that are taking a need. The need is assumed to be um, destroying genetics through an MR machine. <laughs> I better not say that on the radio, should I? Anyway, so scanning people with uh, <clears throat> with magnets is now the assumed deliverable that's needed in the healthcare industry. All right, so now we're going to turn it around. What was normal for you all in a performance-based outcome and deliverable from humanity would be what if we could make people healthier so that they would live longer. And so notice that there's no ROI associated with that. The ROI now is longevity for people to heal and or feel better, right? So once you remove the contractual language about revenue, the outcome and deliverable gets very clean, wouldn't you say? Yes. Right. And so this is what I'm encouraging all the performers coming forward is what is the outcome and what information did you qualify from your customer base? So uh, your community. So now your community centers. I'm going to I'm going to give one more example. Um, When wind farms are sold, when solar panels are sold at your house, notice you don't have to pay anything because that's a micro performance contract and the energy company is happy to subsidize it because guess what? They get more power off the grid and or load shedding isn't as prevalent for peak demand and in, in services. And I know this may be some new new direct you, you have to do a study and I, I don't want to make a study of this today, but I, I will do one on one work with people if they want. Um what I'm getting at is in each in, in each topic the banks love to make revenue off your revenue in corporations. That's, that's their whole game, right? And so that's all going away because you can't mark up money that you borrow. So that's why you're getting an RV now. It's you, you, so the banks don't own any money. They don't have any money. They have a system to get you to recycle your energetics. And they skim 
off those energetics, which you're calling revenue and uh, your, your legacy inflationary systems are all designed to collapse, by the way. And so now they're, they are collapsing um, because you figured out that the, the financial system is, is a slave system. It's not a bartering system, a trade system. It's not an outcome-based system. Okay, so hopefully that wasn't too many words. But uh, what I'm getting at now is performance contracting is been stolen by the Boeings of the world, the Siemens of the world, all of these large corporations propositioning improvement measures on a facility or uh, manufacturing process. And you've gone to work at trading and uh, trading your labor for margins and and the gross gross improvement measure of let's say efficiency of, of a corporation, and so that's all changing now uh, because we're giving greater care in what we do day in and day out. And America is a great great example of that. People are going, wait a minute, why do I go to work every day when I'm not happy? Um. So now I'm encouraging us all to look at the way we base performance and passion in commitments and desires. So the commitment and desire and inspiration are all one now because you, you, you get the game is, is rigged, so to speak, because <clears throat> you don't need a means of exchange to have passion. So here's my great encouragement when we move forward with our uh, performance is always to qualify the needs as, and, and or the deliverable because you understand um, what the outcome is desired. And I'll give you some examples here. Um, I'll use, there's, there's a project in Ireland, I'll keep the family name, uh, strong family, very strong light beings. Um, they have a facility. They really want to nurture uh, improve for a catalyst for collaboration, healing, uh, comprehensive use for their community. And what's unique about this family is they, they have a strong business in their community. So they get to touch a lot of people. So they, they have a service they provide their community. They get to talk to a lot of people. What do you want? What do you want? But in their pro forma, I noticed it didn't have that yet. This is not a knock on them. It's just how do we create an outcome based on a perceived need? And how do you create, and it, what, what this does now is it creates unbelievable synergy and manifestation powers. So when you talk to a, a thousand people and then you get 50% of them say, I really want this collaboration center in my community, Watch how fast things go. And that's what I desire and glean to standardize as we move our performers forward. So I'll give you an example. Um, the, the Irish family, they, they're working with their customers and their, their standard uh, uh, tasks and scope of work they, they do to help their community now. They have a trade. In this case, this family has a, a nice trade. Hey, what if we could have, and they're, presumably they're talking to customers, what if we could have a place where we could all go share food, share resources, share healing capabilities, um, share trades? And what, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I kind of like, I like the, the, the broken down church up the, the road, uh, the old schoolhouse down the road, whatever it is. 
what if we just remodeled that? Well, the city owns it, the, 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 the municipality owns it, and they've just never done anything with it. Well, why don't we just go talk to those guys and see if they would like that too? And now notice that the energy has nothing to do with money so far. It's what the community wants. All right. So if our pro formas uh, in, are initiated from the need and it's qualified, it's a qualified need, the projects move faster. And so it's very important to see that that inspiration gets contagious because you find others like you. And when you envision the outcome collectively, it goes really, really, really fast. And Ocean Trek is one of those as well. And I, I, I wish to uh, show you the updates on that uh, very soon. Anyway, I'll give you another example. Um, there's a group out of uh, Washington State known as a SETI. I'm not endorsing a SETI. Um, and James Gillian runs it. W one day, he just couldn't live with himself in what he was doing day in and day out. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to standardize his story just and I'll, I'll probably miss a few items there, but what he did, I believe he has a radio show on, on BBS, but what, what he did is, is I, I just have to put a collaboration circuit. I just have to do it. And I have to do it at this area. And his excitement overwhelmed him so much. He just stopped everything to do it and said, you know, I'm just going to put a bunch of cabins on a hundred acre spot in a place that has beautiful energetics. And, you know, people really, desire this because he in addition talked to a lot of people qualified a lot of needs looked at his heart continuously and said i'm just i'm just going to do this and i don't care what happens because i know it'll work because my heart's in it those are the collaboration centers that just explode i bet you have a hard time i i've been there and and did volunteer work there years ago but i bet you now i bet it's hard to even get into that place is my my guesstimate Anyway, it's because so many of us want to, to, to do an outcome like that. It has nothing to do with money. Yeah, you may use means of exchange to sustain it of some kind, but it's another example of these. This is my great encouragement with collaboration centers that are, uh, their invitations will be coming very soon. Is what do we want in our collaboration? So far, I haven't heard anybody that will turn down a trip on a boat to a remote island in a beautiful spot on the planet. Pretty, pretty, been pretty popular. Everybody's pushing me. And I thank you so much for everyone who submitted uh, volunteer work with Ocean Trek. So those kind of, those, those are uh, opportunities I'm encouraging people to do in their performers is I talked to a thousand people this month, uh, make a hundred phone calls, whatever you need to do. Um, but the hurdles don't exist if you truly own it. So, so the farmer, the, the, there's lots of farmers, great ideas, right? Great concepts. Um, have we asked, as I said, last show, have we asked people what they want in their, in their farm in their gardening? Do we want community gardens? Is that easier? Do we want our own gardens as an example? And so anyway, back to the topic at hand, performance-based contracting has been stole from your natural natural uh society the, the the legacy to societies you had were only outcome-based commitment and contracts so if i can will you is what i would is my suggestion how we communicate so 
if I can create a collaboration center, would you enjoy it would be the value proposition in this case. So um, speaking exclusively about the collaboration centers, healing centers, and so forth, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, use the healers as an example. Of all the healing groups, um, I was asked many times, if you could give me a better modality, and I asked, would you want that service? And they all said, yes. And I brought you Lucia Nicole Evans. So as I listen, and listening is very key, and really giving great care, all the healers have asked me one thing uh, consistently is, how do I get better at healing? And I said, if I can find you that individual in a different modality, and there's many others than Lucia, if I can find you that modality, and if I can find you um, a service, would you want to chat with them and look how they do it? And they, of course, all say yes. That's a performance-based outcome deliverable now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, and so that's this is where you're going. Everyone's getting rid of the middleman. If you just gravitate towards loving one another and and ask lots of questions, is my suggestion when you engage with other individuals. How do you feel about this? Do you really like the sports car I'm providing you? <laughs> and obviously, uh, the, we have a lot of technology that's coming our way because we're getting savvier here. But you know, the, the, this is a great opportunity for us to just ask the end user what they prefer, and now you can qualify where the passions align when you go um, start your project. So that's that's my great encouragement. And so the, the next round of proformas. That's my suggestion is what is the deliverable, number one. Number two, what do people want and is it aligned with the deliverable of your passion? And so that's that's the long-winded story of what performance-based agreements should used to look like and now we're undermined by your banking system. I hope that helps a little bit. That's a lot of wind out of me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And another really nice example might be ancient China and some parts of China, also the, the medical groups there. If the doctors were unable to heal their patient, they did not get paid. And they would go through eight or more years of medical school and they had to prove that they could heal people. And then in their own practice, they didn't get any money whatsoever if they didn't 100% heal someone. So you have to really, really love what you do to commit that amount of time to something and to find out maybe you can't heal people. So it's the same kind of passion we need for our projects that, okay, if I'm really, if I turn out to not be good at this or if I can't help people, then I'm going to find a better way. Yeah. And so this is, and you know, my favorite topic is probably um, lawyers. You know, I love lawyers. You know, they, they always are very honest about deliverables, aren't they? <laughs> okay. Reminds me of Richard Gear dancing as a lawyer in that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. But anyway, um now and this is so I'm really excited. There's one um there's been several lawyers I've talked to that came into PRQ. There's one that's uh, really seeing uh the bigger picture and um very intelligent person, very savvy. 
uh, spiritual advancer in, in Australia. And she, she uh, has a great opportunity now to, to mold um, uh, agreements, especially with municipalities. They don't understand a word I just said. No, we paid for this and we need to get that back. And so now we could make our agreements with the systems that are already in place, but they don't have to have a ROI associated with money. They can have an ROA, ROI, just like you said, based on the outcome. And so the, I'll give you an example. Um, the municipalities are a sore subject for me because they spend a lot of your local uh, money, uh, resources, energetics, services, on things that don't sustain your community. They, they're very good at making soccer fields and play parks and uh, keeping the green belts. But what if the green belts now turned into gardens for your community? That's what you used to do. So all of that, all those energetics and all that service there could have an outcome based on if we're going to spend our energetics, we're going to send all our energetics into this green belt, making flowers down the entryway to city hall. Why don't we grow food there instead of flowers so that outcome would be based on a return on investment of nutrition instead of money does that make sense yes there's beautiful places around the world where all the streets are lined with apple trees and orange trees and pear trees just for everyone to eat when they go by even palm springs is as as much as they've stumbled uh, mr bono did his best we see what happens there. Um, uh, almost every every major municipality in Palm Springs, La Quinta, Palm Springs, they're, they're all lined with uh, grapefruits. And, you know, you can't keep up with a grapefruit tree. I don't care who you are. And so why wouldn't you just have coconuts as well? And why 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 not have rows and rows of lettuce and stuff? So anyway, that's I, I know I'm a broken record on this, but... That creative, that, that creativity lawyers can, if, if, we, if we do start using some of those systems that are already in place, it's just as simple as changing the contractual language to an outcome-based uh, deliverable and or service. Uh, so that's, that's uh, some of the ideas that have come through me, uh, through PRQ, through, through our team. And I, I, I really feel we can just use some of the infrastructure we have, I'm speaking for the Western world, and just augment the commitments and agreements and uh, outcomes instead of it based on a cost. So that's my suggestion in our performers going forward. And what does lovely Asha have for me today? Well, thank you for explaining that so well. May I ask you a few questions about what you shared? Yes, please. I, I just go ahead and dissect it. I got to, I am, um, uh, it's been a privilege and an honor to sit at the table at the largest projects in the world and, and understand why and how they work and who are the formal decision makers and who are the informal decision makers. So I have many, many examples. I did my best in the, the, the time slot we have here, but please ask me some questions. I'm just feeling into what some people might have the most questions about. And one of the things you mentioned was that the system was designed to collapse. Now, was that a design by the dark hats? Yep. Um, because uh, primary, primarily, so over the course of, of 
our legacy history, thousands and thousands of years. You, you've done this so many times. They know you're going to figure it out. And so they design a system. In this case, you're in an inflationary system that's designed for you to go, wait a minute. I'm paying 30% tax on my real estate and now I'm going to get kicked out. Uh, so they know you're going to figure it out. This sucks and you're going to stomp down the castle gates and the king's going to get thrown in the street. You're doing that right now, except the king's not the problem. The king's the one just administrating the infrastructure you've adopted. So the king is never the the person who engineered inflationary systems. It's always tiers above that um, are usually satanically driven. Uh, that word's incomplete, but for the most part, it's uh, false gods these kings are are following, and they're the instrument. And, and, and you inherit, in this case, in the last 100 years, you've inherited these systems who've gotten a little stricter and stricter and stricter. Inflationary systems are designed for you to figure it out. This sucks. Let's go to another one. And so that's why I want us to be very careful about our RV uh, you are getting another chance, but do you need a means of exchange to deliver an outcome? That's my big question. Excellent answer. Thank you. So would you say there are actually two RVs, a dark hat and a white hat? Uh, everyone's going to be thrilled with me, aren't they? <laughs> You're just going to put me in the corner right now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've got it right. So you get you get to adopt um, uh, asset-backed securities, and uh, it has the potential to be a stepping stone. I don't think it's fair that uh, people making tennis shoes in Vietnam um, uh, can't even afford the shoes they're making in a month. So that doesn't seem very, very balanced, does it? No, not at all. Okay, so now we look at transportation, we look at housing. Can the same people, and this is not to knock this country at all, can if we look globally, um, if we're going to use this means of exchange that we currently use, changing very quickly, obviously, how do we make it more balanced? So I'm not opposed to trading and bartering with something, uh, an asset-backed something. Um, I'm just saying, how do you make it balanced? And uh, you have it right. You could go straight to the root cause, and that is only deliver outcomes of your passion. And the people will show up if they're passionate about the outcome, wouldn't you say? Yes, excellent. And right now we have at least six countries with uh, asset-backed dollars, and that seems to be going quite well for them. And can you share what that means for America? So America's got a big choice now. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. So we're going to talk about those six countries. If you take uh, a million U.S. dollars over there, you probably won't get one of their dollar. Okay, so your money's worthless in the countries that Asha just listed. And she's, she won't list them, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're rolling. And so that's why you're seeing uh, little, little um, angry little stepchildren running around, starting little skirmishes here and there. Um, that's why you're seeing the banks not willing to trade across borders. They're the, the, they don't know what to do. Uh, many countries, it, let's say if, if you take, if you take a s certified check or a cashier's check, uh, I'm witness to it to another country, 
they'll probably put a hold on it for 60 days. Uh, may, 30 days would be optimistic, depending on your, your credit rating with the bank. But they're, they're, they know at the highest level of these banks, they know it's all over. Um, you do have quantum uh, uh, financial computation systems in several of these groups now, and they have been trained, and there's some pretty healthy ones. Now it's a matter of who's going to jump on board. So it's not that we're, everyone's going to get exterminated from the banking industry. It's who's going to get on board with uh, the information we're talking about today. So it, America has got a really tough lesson to learn because they're the root cause problem. Not them individually. It's the system they inherited from. Let's, let's, let's find a name that's been the most common, the Jekyll Island group. Well, that one's been exposed the most. And as you mentioned last week, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, shrink-wrapped Federal Reserve, uh, that's a true story, folks. The Federal Reserve has been shrink-wrapped to make an expose for you all that it's all over. And so uh, owning things is very valuable now um, because uh, you want to sustain uh, your life and you want to sustain uh, deliverables. But don't fear. This is really simple stuff. Super simple. You don't need as much as you, you, you perceive anymore. You really don't. You, your, your bodies are really starting to, let's say, get to a point where they, they are going to be more balanced if you are making more balanced choices. And I've practiced and practiced and practiced over the years. If your choices are balanced, your body will follow your spirit. So do you think that helps, Sasha? That was very, very helpful. And when the dollar crashes, a lot of costs will also go away. A lot of taxes will also go away. So there's going to be a strange balancing act. Would you like to talk about that if you can? Yeah. So um, most, uh, again, I um, work very hard not to create timelines for you uh, because I know how powerful you are. But based on your passion collectively and not having um, things, wanting things, and there's this thing in the way called money. That's naturally engineering your RV. You're, you know, a, a guy who makes two hundred grand a year is 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 broke in many cities. Um, so over the course of decades, you've started to figure out that I don't really like this. this, this is, there's no way to get ahead. Your your youth are figuring out if they don't become uh, a, a, a super figure on the computer, they 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 know the game's rigged. They know you need $10 million just to survive in some cities. And what is the opportunities for them? So that, that stimulation actually creates a change. And so the U.S. dollar has been condemned quite a while ago. Um, the only thing keeping alive is that you keep using it day in and day. So you're in a circle. You're just going in a merry-go-round with your financial system. It's been collapsed a very long time ago. Your relationship with it has not, though. You you feel it has value. What happens now when your $1 million house is only, but, but, and this is a true story, 
is actually only worth about one dollar, and potentially. And when we make that change, and you realize that one dollar now can buy you uh, a super yacht, is going to be quite a change for everybody. And I'm being a little facetious here, but the value of our value systems are changing. What do you do with the super yacht? You, you do nothing with it. It brings no value to anything other than self-service. It can't. It really does. It houses a bunch of people, I suppose. And you can go see some really nice sites. And there's there's nothing wrong with uh, traveling in that means. There's nothing wrong with that. But how often can you use it for just living in your super hotel that floats? It doesn't. Sharing it is nice. But look at the yachts. Look at all the marinas in the world. They're full of boats that don't get used. So why don't we just share that is where you're starting to go. And the U.S. dollar is a representative of it is that we've, we've manufactured so much based on the dollar that it's going to get real obvious to all of us that we really we don't understand uh, the values of anything because it's been based on a measurement system that has no backing other than people going to work each day. So we're in a professional gambling system in America, at least, because many of our large corporations are based on uh, stock and performance. So what's going to happen to the U.S. dollar is you're going to get an asset-backed security. Um, if you look at, I'll use United Emirates as an example. I've done it many times. Notice that the revenue from their country goes back to the people. Now, that's very tricky because once you get all that revenue and and you see that you're happy and can buy many resources and trade many resources, someone's still got to provide the, the resources and services. And so that was a great test for uh, humanity when you got to see s- several countries and these next six countries going back to asset-backed securities. America, you're very wealthy with assets. Now quit giving them to Exxon. And you got something. Why does, why does, and I have no problem naming names here because I, I've sat with these folks. How come your gross domestic product revenue doesn't come back to you? And why is it that Warehouser doesn't plant more trees in your yard? And what, why is it that uh, we're not planting trees everywhere anyway? And why wouldn't the seedlings be shared with everyone to plant a tree every day? We might be able to solve some issues, wouldn't we? Also, if the government stopped money laundering, we could save billions. Right. So that money laundering. Okay. So what's the purpose of money laundering? To pocket it themselves for every all the bad guys to get a huge cut and all the people to pay for it. Do you think Donald Rumsfeld had anything to do with that? <laughs> Good question. My great, my great um, passion for everyone. If you really want to see how well the United States is run, um, having the privilege and honor to sit in those meetings, um, go look up Mark Skidmore's a documentary of the missing trillions. There's another world somewhere based on our, our our metrics for economics. So where did it go? What is skimming for, Asha? I ask you. Are you talking about the trillions that went missing before nine eleven? The discrepancies, <laughs> the discrepancy. Yes, I am. The discrepancy. What's what's more comical? You should see the financial discrepancies of 
of installments of deposits to the Department of Defense. <laughs> so wait a minute. So someone's given us a bunch trillions of dollars in our defense department, and someone's taking it. But wait a minute. Where did it come from in the first place? Because it doesn't match the taxation of, of Americans. So anyway, it's a fun read, so you can see how. And, and that's what's going to be fun when we do our Trump series. Uh, to, the dark is so well invested, or has been, uh, in the United States military, the United States politics, government, that you really got to play a tricky little game to even get in there. And so that's my great encouragement that uh, just to get in the systems like we have was a monumental achievement. So uh, why do you think they killed Kennedy? Why do you think that, that Don Trump gets a, uh, uh, a claim put against him every day of the week? Imagine that. People just take pot shots at you every day to try and slow you down. Amazing, huh? The more innocent he is, the more the more they go after him. Yeah, it's great, but it's all about you know losing control of uh, the inflationary system in the U.S. dollar. So, anyway, I hope that helps. That was a lot of, a lot of wind out of the Keister today. Sorry. Thank you, Keister. Um, just one question out of curiosity: the trillions that went missing didn't the White Hats have something to do with that? Yeah. So what you can do is prove that it's corrupt, and to make it collapse right before your eyes. And get everybody ticked off, um, you know, lulling us to sleep. You know, one of the things you can actually, uh, one country you can look at uh, with firsthand knowledge is, is Australia. Everybody makes a nice living down there, even if you're flipping burgers. And that lulls people to sleep because, you know, they live in a pretty nice condominium. and uh, they, they live in a pretty nice house and you're, you're pretty much doing pretty good. You know, uh, that's what happened to America when you say. We forgot to stand up for ourselves. And while we were sleeping with our two-week vacation in Hawaii, these guys started passing bills and laws that we were unaware of from easily from the 60s until, you know, probably 2016. And these things started getting really tricky to unwind because the bills and laws were overlapping to complement the uh, implementation of your electronic war system and and so notice that a legal document can be an email now really tricky huh wow also it's very true that the american public have funded many other countries apparently through funding help for other people and that's the american taxpayers who are now going to be burdened with this changeover so Luckily, the White Hats have a lot of things in place to protect us. We just need to wake up. Is that correct? Yeah. So the the goal is to let it fall apart before your eyes. I assume you guys can see that now. So you got a lot of economists, regard, I'm sure you can see them on several web pages now, that say this thing's already been collapsed. We're just keeping it alive. The credit industry was greatly engineered for that. Uh, obviously, you saw that in the housing industry. It. The, the good news is it's going to collapse. The bad news is it's going to collapse. So you, you, the dark will try and uh, commandeer and inherit, uh, try and get you to inherit another system that has a central control system. And the White Hats will do their best as well to get you to realize it and adopt something you choose, not what someone tells you to choose. It's very, very important. Do we, do we, 
where do we get a say? Uh, that's my question for everyone. When do you look at this d- decision-making process? Who Who's deciding for you to, what you're going to trade with? And it's on, it's your choice right now. And that's my great encouragement. Do you want a middleman to trade with your neighbors? That's my question. Very good question. And you don't like to create timelines for us, but you do like us to make the best choices. So in the best case scenario of what Americans can choose, what would you suggest? You know I know the answer, right? Of course, that's why I ask you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not comfortable being me always, everybody. So she's got my number. This this is a stepping stone is what's happening here, folks. Um, it, it is it is an olive branch. It's a stepping stone. Uh, we're starting to figure it out and making our choices uh, with more integrity. And don't be so fearful of this next choice you're getting very soon here. Um, I'll be careful with my words, as you can see. But just use this new tool you're going to be given in a way that has far more purpose, far more purpose, and start feathering your passion in with it. It's not important that you're getting a new tool very quickly here. It's the way you use it is very important. I hope that helps. It does help, but I would imagine everyone would like you to elaborate. Elaborate on what? On how to use it in the best way possible. What is the value of anything? Can you tell me that, Asha? The value is what you receive, what what you enjoy, what you celebrate from any any outcome. So the value is what I give you? Oh, how I receive it. If you say it's valuable. I love you. Is that valuable? Oh, it's so valuable. Well, it's, it's, you can't value that, can you? That's beyond. Feels value. good, but it feels good, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Okay, so how do we use that in uh, our, our trade, a trade with our neighbor system? How would we value that? Do we make our system smaller? Do we just, trade locally that's beautiful beautifully put yes so what feels really good i love to get vegetables from my neighbor instead of vegetables that are shipped over from who knows where right so i i'm i will tell you that that's going to be more common now and you're already seeing it with the collaboration centers that have come forward with us um i would rather walk down the end of the road and talk to farmer john and trade my shingles uh for you know a couple flats of berries and so forth um that that i'm not dodging your question i'm just saying your your value system is changing because you realize that you don't have to ship things to you from across an ocean to sustain life Uh, certainly our several of our farmers recognize that we shouldn't be 
going across continents just to bring vegetables to a region just because it has acclimate climates. So for me, our values are changing because we're recognizing we'd rather go to the farmer's market than go to the superstore that ships food to us, as an example. Or you're, you're going to see cobblers show up in your neighborhood again. How great is that to have a, a, a person who makes shoes for you in your own neighborhood? And tailors are going to be, be more prevalent again. So once you see some of these big corporations, sweatshops, if you will, collapse, um, the trades are going to be more prevalent in your, your communities again because you're going to desire them. You, you, it's going to be passionate for you. One day you go, I, I, I love sewing and I can't do it because I got to put food on the table. Those people are going to start popping up because your your reevaluation of your systems is going to make it easier for you to do what you really want. So that's what's going to happen. Guarantee you. Excellent. Thank you. And you had mentioned that there was a bit of a challenge in the United Emirates because no one had to work. But the way you just described it for us in America, we're all going to get excited about producing food, producing clothing, producing things that maybe our neighbors could need because one of the things that may happen for a while it might be more challenging to trade from other countries because until we get a real evaluation between countries would you like to share more about that yeah so one of the models that has been assessed and this is through the conscious computing system so what conscious computing can do for you is it 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 evaluates what you you can digest as far as acceptance uh, so, so I'll give an ex- a, a micro uh, assessment of how co- our consciousness is controlling the outcome of the the next steps for us in our financial system. Here's this is what's so great about conscious computing, if you like that term. It's not an accurate term, but for the English language, it is. I suppose if you started counting all the uh, secondhand stores in America. So the Salvation Armies, the St. Vincent de Paul's, uh, let's say Value Villages, many more I'm leaving out. If you counted all of them and looked at all the volume of, of items that have been manufactured are being sold secondhand, it will be 10 times the scale of all of the department stores right now as far as volume of items being sold. All right, now where did all of these secondhand stores get generated by please tell us us we drop off our our garage sale items that didn't get sold at the salvation army and then they put margin on it they wash them and then you buy them okay so uh, again there is there is the opportunity that what if you just had your own community export system your collaboration center what if the kids outgrew their clothes and you went down to the community hall and you left them there and times that by a thousand you don't go to any department stores do you so you, you don't go to you don't go to secondhand stores anymore you've already created a network in your community haven't you well, that's exactly what project review with q is about it's like a kickstart to a successful white hat reevaluation Right. So now all we have to do is take our energetics and focus them in an organized and aligned communal process, whether you want to use the Ubuntu model or any of the other ones, 
not endorsing any model. I'm just asking which ones do we want to use community specific? And I, I'm pretty sure you're going to find you're going to need less as you recognize that money has less value. The energetics are going to have more value. Hope that helps. Always so very helpful. And uh, we have just received the three-minute mark. Do you have a song or anything else you'd like to share? I want you to tell a joke. <laughs> what did the deer say when she came out of the woods? I don't know. <laughs> That's even better. Okay, what? <laughs> Last time I do that for a buck. <laughs> did, you, did you ever deliver that one? No, that no. Just, uh, okay. Um, no, I, uh, I want to uh, let everyone know uh, in closing here, we'll uh, have another round of invitations this week. And my great encouragement to stay tuned, keep these subscriptions going. Uh, it's how I get a hold of you. It's how we identify you. BBS Radio has been outstanding at supplying us your contact information and being our uh, administration support. Uh, this is all for you. Uh, for the people.space, please keep up with it. Uh, lots of information coming through that supports what we're doing here. And I will have some Ocean Trek updates for you by next week. I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. Thank you, Asha and BBS Radio. What do you say to me? I love you, Q. Thank you so much for Project Review with Q and this BBS show. And thank you, Kristen and Christopher. I think it's funny that it's Christopher and Christ and Christ and Q and A. <laughs> Our team. I don't know. Did I, don't you know. I think I, I think I got set up, but whatever. <laughs> So uh, thank you, everyone, and happy everything. Have a great week ahead. Cheers, cheers. Good day. Bye.